All right, can I teach you guys a little song? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Yeah. Okay, it's, that's all the words that are in it. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. You say that. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And it goes like this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Try it with me. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say part that's like this. Rejoice, rejoice, again I say rejoice, 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 again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. do our study um, because we find out in, we're going to look at Exodus. Okay, time to listen to me now, okay? So let's open our Bibles. We're going to open up to Exodus chapter 13. Is this chapter 13? That's Genesis chapter 21. Let's try Exodus. Yeah, 13 is before crossing this the one? sea. This one? Yeah. This one? This one? This Ooh, Wrong way. That's it's Genesis 13. Try Exodus 13. That's in the second book of the Bible. Genesis. I'll leave that in there. Leave that in there. Don't take it out. So, Emma and Caleb, you guys have full passage Bibles, right? Is this it? Gabrielle, you have the action Bible. It's kind of like a comic book style Bible with lots and lots of quotes Is and sentences, it? but tons of pictures. Is this it, Dada? You, darling, have uh, the Ten Commandments. They're close. That's Exodus 20. Oh, almost. It's this one. It's this this one right here. Exodus 12 and 13. One, and we're looking at chapter 13. So Exodus 13, verse 17. That's where we're going to start. Okay. That's where we're going to start. You know what is a... We already read that. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're going to work through this again, okay? We're going to work through this together. Um, let's just read. Let's just start with prayer, and then we'll read verse 17 and kind of think about a map, I think. Okay? Are you ready? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this special day. Continue to bless our use of your word as we gather together to remember your promises and your presence with us. That's a wonderful blessing, no matter where we are or what is going on. You are with us. Amen. So in verse 17, Caleb, can you read it for us? When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. 
For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Okay, who was Pharaoh? When Pharaoh let the people go, it said. Who's Pharaoh? Pharaoh is the Egyptian king, I guess. Yeah, he was the leader of the Egyptians. Were the Egyptians powerful, Gabrielle? Do you know? No. They were not powerful? Were they pretty wimpy? No. You think the Egyptians were wimpy? No. What were they? Strong. Strong and mighty. Do you know some things that were pretty cool and powerful from uh, Egypt? What do you know about Egypt? The, their pyramids. They made the pyramids for the Egyptian um, pharaoh's tomb. And so there are a bunch of like passageways and stuff in there. And I think those still um, exist today. They were like so well built. Right. They're built high. They're built strong. They were built using slaves. And God's mm-hmm. people had been slaves there for a long time. Even though there were like millions of them, they were, they were slaves there. And Pharaoh was the boss. Pharaoh is like the title for the boss man of Egypt. Yeah, but what if it dies? Do you remember that? His son would become Right, right. So all the chapters ahead of this talk about what happened that made Pharaoh want to let the people go. And God was, God was taking these people out. Let's stay on this page, Elsie. No, Dad, I'm doing this. So God was going to let the people go, okay? Um, God was going to deliver these people out and take them out into the desert. Now it says, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. He did not lead them on the road, though it was shorter. Let's look at a map. You have a map? What is the title of them? Do you have a map that has the Red Sea on it? Yeah. It's not going to look red. It's going to look blue. I have five maps with... I know, yeah, I'm Okay, you want to find a... Here, Gabrielle, you can peek with me. Well, well Emma, do Exodus and Conquest of Canaan. And if you don't have a map, you I could look up one that's here? like the pate from the patriarchs or maybe like yeah, Palestine and Sinai. Palestine and Sinai kind of map. Wait, oh, that's yeah, what yeah. mine is Wait, called. Wait, here's Sinai. Where's Palestine? So... Palestine? So do this for a map because it's it's good to look at this and know this. Do it with your hand. Get your hand up in the air and make a fist. Make a fist, okay? This is like the, the middle bottom of the Red Sea and put up two fingers for a peace sign, right? And if you're holding up peace sign, two fingers, and point your um, fingers up to the sky with your hand out in front of you, okay? Now, your first finger like your number one finger your index finger finger is like your pointer finger that finger if you're holding up a peace sign is like the branch of the red sea a part of the red sea that points towards egypt Mm -hmm. and that points towards egypt when this is where the israelites were this is where the the people of god were living as slaves under pharaoh was in the land above that finger and then the other finger um, is a pointer of the Red Sea towards Jerusalem. Yeah, the Dead Sea and Jerusalem and the Jordan River, you know, goes straight up those Wait, waterways. Wait, the Dead Sea? Mine says Salt Sea. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the Dead Sea, the Salt Sea, I think those are similar names. So you've got your two pointer fingers, and those point one at Egypt, your index finger at Egypt, and your middle finger would point towards. And now you can always make a map of the Red Sea. 
and this whole area just by using your hand and thinking about where they are. So what's the short route? If you go from Egypt to the Red Sea, uh, if you go from Egypt to the place like where the Canaanites were, where the people of Israel were going to be, what's the shortest route by land? Going along the coast. Going along the coast? And what, what kind of area you're going to hit in there? What is it called? Philistia. Philistia. And that's what this is saying, that God could have taken a shortcut. Don't you like shortcuts? Mm-hmm. Well, they could have taken a small shortcut before, but before Philistia, they could have went around towards the Dead Sea instead. Oh, I suppose I've gone a little bit around instead Philistia. Instead of going all the way down. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody probably knew that the shortest way to get over there was not to go down through the desert, but to go over by Philistia around the water of the Mediterranean Sea. But it's, Caleb, in the verse that you read, it said, if they face war, uh-huh. they I'm might change that. their minds and return to Egypt. Wait, is Philistia, like, what does Philistia control? Philistia controlled Philistia. areas by the Philistia. sea. It was that southern area by the sea. So, like, all the stuff in yellow right here? No, um, that was controlled by well, ancient Israel. Yeah, that's like closer oh, yeah. closer to the coast over there. Yeah. But anyways, what is God saying in verse 17? So, like, if it's... oh. Caleb, what did he say in verse 7? Why is he saying this? If they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Because they might be, like, too scared. Because they, they might complain, like... God brought us all the way out here to die. Yeah, they're going to say that anyway, aren't they? I think they're going to say that anyway eventually. But but they were they were coming fresh out of one powerful enemy and God God knew that they might turn back to Egypt if he brought them straight into a battlefield, like out of one storm and into another storm. That would be pretty scary because war is scary. Because war is pretty scary, right? So, what does that tell you about God, that God was thinking about that? Uh, not good. You don't, you think it's not good that God was thinking about them? Oh! What does it tell um, you about God, that God was thinking about that? Well, that he cares for them. He doesn't want them to be scared. He wants them, I guess, to be content that they're not going to go into war. Mm-hmm. That they're eventually going to get to Canaan, but... It would be better for them. Yeah, and then they finally reach Canada, and then I come in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Caleb's character comes in. So, yeah, God was showing love. God is showing love to them. Am I the right one? Yeah, that's the right one. Right there. Right there. That's a good picture, Elsie, because that has a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire that is coming pretty soon. So God is showing his care for them. Emma, read verse 18. So, so God did what? So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Okay, so they had they were readiness. They had a readiness for battle and they were led around by the desert road. So now they're walking through the desert. Do you think that would be scary? Well, yeah. Yes. Mm. There's the risk of water and of losing water. 
not enough water. Yeah, not having well, enough water the, or food. The or The risk of lack of water. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're kind of going a different route that nobody else would take, right? Because yeah. usually people would take the shortcut route. I'm just saying Probably what I'm doing. Wait, so Felicia controls all of the coast? Not all of the coast. Just what? Just after you leave Egypt and a little ways later, wait, coming around wait, the corner until there. Until yeah. it hits another city, that's about how much it controls. Let's look at verse 19 and see what happens next. So the Israelites are going out into this scary desert, but I guess that's, that's better than the scary Philistines. Um, let's look at verse 19. Caleb, why don't you read that one? Verse 19? Mm-hmm. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid, and then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. Oh, the bones of Joseph. Wait, um, was the Pharaoh when Joseph was a baby alive? Was the Pharaoh when Joseph was a baby alive? Because I remember, like, Joseph, um... Joseph er, was sold by his brothers. Uh-huh, to the Pharaoh. Yeah, eventually he ended up in in Egypt under Potiphar. And the, this is all in the book of... Exodus. No, Genesis. 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 That's right. Genesis. Joseph is an ending Genesis. chapters of Genesis. Genesis. And it closes out all these crazy stories of what happens to Joseph. Mm. And then Joseph is actually a big boss man. I mean, he's second in command in Egypt when he ends. And, yeah. uh, and, and that's and everybody kind of moves down there. Pharaoh? I feel like the fer- first pharaoh mm-hmm. didn't like him as much, but then that pharaoh died, and then his son right, liked him. Right, right. So a long that. time later, they still kept the bones of Joseph. And you know why? Look at what this said. I know why. Joseph made them swear an oath. Why, Emma? Um, because he wanted to be buried by his like fathers, like Jacob. Yeah, carry my bones up. A long time ago, God had said, even to Abraham, that all this was going to happen to them, that they were going to be in Egypt, that they would even be slaves, but they would come out again as a nation. And God said this a long, long time ago, and that is a, a reminder that God keeps his promises. It and helped. Joseph knew that. And he said, I want you all to promise that you're going to keep these bones and not bury them in Egypt because your confidence is in God's promise to someday take you as a nation out of Egypt. And God did that and they all remembered. This is kind of like a little, you know, resurrection party. It's a celebration of the God we have who's the God of the living and not the God of the dead, isn't it? God will surely, he said, God will surely come to your aid. And what does aid mean, Gabrielle? What is aid? God is going to come to your aid. What's like a first aid kit for? What is first aid kit? Oh, yeah. It helps you heal. Yeah, it's a help. You know, it's like a support. It's a help word. So God is going to come and be their help. And uh, he said, carry my bones with you. It was an awesome testimony of the help that God would be. Okay, let's do the next couple verses and then we'll stop at chapter 14. 
After leaving Succoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. Ooh, they're on the edge of the desert, Elsie. They're on the edge. That means they're, and they're camping. You like camping, but they're on the edge of a, a totally different, a totally different life. So they're on the edge of a completely new way of living, right? So what are they gonna be thinking about? How, like we and said like, before. How are we gonna get to Canaan if? Yeah, how, where are we going? How are we going to get there? Why are we traveling through the desert? And what does God do? Just like God led them before um, with his special care, not towards the Philistines, and just got, like God was keeping his promises to Joseph. So we have another paragraph, another couple of verses that tells us what God was doing, um, that what, what God was doing to take care of them. It says, by day, look at this, verse 21. By day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud. Elsie pointed the pillar of cloud. Do you see a special cloud? Yep, in good picture. To guide them on their way and by night in a pillar of fire. Point at the pillar of fire. There it is. Yeah, you guys have pictures. That's good. To give them light so that they could travel by day or night. And neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. What do you think this, this, how did this help the people to have a pillar of cloud and pillar of fire? feel protected. That way they wouldn't get lost. Yeah, they're not going to get lost, even though they're just surrounded by, you know, sand and desert and rocks and cliffs and all sorts of crazy, crazy things. They're not going to get lost. God was going to take them just so everywhere they went, they would know this is the way God wants us to go. Because he's driving, you know, he's kind of driving the car. And whether they traveled at night, even in the middle of the darkness, they weren't going in a wandering way. They were going the Lord's way, weren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what does that remind you about God today for us? Does God lead and guide us? Yes. How does he lead and guide us? Well, he uses parents and teachers to guide us in our like choices and things. Like He, he works through our parents and our teachers to help us like learn and then he uses the word and the Holy Spirit to like, work in our hearts. Too. Yeah. Yeah, parents and teachers that that guide and teach us, especially God's word, so that we can be guided every day of our life. Every single thing we've read so far has shown us of God who is thinking about us, who cares about us, who keeps his promises, and is present with us all the time. Isn't that spectacular? And still, we're going to hear about some complaining, just kind of like we end up complaining. But let's do another, let's do some more on another day, okay? So thanks, everybody. What should we pray about? Um, that God stays with us and guides us through this terrible coronavirus. Okay. That God stays with us to guide us through the virus. What else? Um, to guide us through the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Well restated. That was restated very well. Mm-hmm. Others? 
Oh Gabrielle? That none of us actually get sick. Yeah. Okay. And that the people that are sick get better. Yeah. What is the most important, you think, based on what we studied today, what are some of the most important things we think about with people? Well, that we, get to that we always have um, someone to help us. and. Who's the someone? God. Yeah, that we always have God to help us. And we want we want to spread that word and, and share that word of strength. That's awesome. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for being with us. Thank you for blessing our country and our world in just your special way. Help use this time of trouble to point us to your strength and power and love. Um, we recognize that the Israelites also had times of trouble. They had enemies behind them and enemies in front of them and a desert to the side. And yet you were always still there with just your perfect will and way to guide them and be with them. And we know that you do the same thing for us as you did for them. Please heal those who are sick. Please keep healthy those who are strong and give us opportunities to love and serve you um, every step of the way. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Rejoice in the Lord always again. I say rejoice.